What's up? This is the JJN Show with Josh, with Jacob, with Nick. Welcome back to the JJN Show. This is a really huge interview. I'm super pumped to be doing this. And it's also my first interview. So this is Jacob. So today, great friend of mine, University of Minnesota alumni officially, two times marathon runner, avid mock trialist, and standing at five foot eight inches, officially the shortest person we've had on this podcast, Keen Nolan. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's great to be here. I, I appreciate you having me here. <laughs> so just to get kind of started, I want you to just give a quick overview of yourself from high school to today. Sure, yeah. Um, so high school, uh, just going off some of the activities that I did, um, I did uh, football and baseball, so I wasn't much of a runner in high school. And then uh, in the winter, with, with my guy here, did Knowledge Bowl, uh, did mock trial for a year, and then aside from that, I did Business Professionals of America, so just trying to stay busy um, senior year and, and the rest of the years. And then I came into college at the University of Minnesota. I wanted to major in physics. Um, and I ended up switching that up to civil engineering. And four years later, here I am with a bachelor's in civil engineering and uh, picked up running in, in college, which I'd never done before, and uh, started working out a lot more with, with Jacob, of course. And uh, I do mock trial at the university, uh, so kind of like lawyer LARPing, live action role playing lawyers. And then I do some different work too with the the civil engineering department, some st- some student groups with civil engineering. Sweet. I actually had no idea that you came in as physics. I don't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I applied here as as physics because that's like what I was interested in. And yeah. then I got here and I was like a physics major. And then I like kind of transitioned into what like more I wanted to do because physics like I, physics degree is a lot. I think more theoretical and like research based than yeah, and it not as like industry applicable as civil engineering. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to dive into pretty much everything you just said there a little bit more in depth. I want to start with mock trial. I'm sure a lot of the people listening don't have any idea what that is. And you kind of mentioned the lawyer LARPing. Um, if you just want to give just kind of a brief overview of what more in depth of what mock trial is and what, why you're doing it, why you got interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just what mock trial is first, it's um, a competition an intercollegiate competition. So uh, I was on the university of Minnesota team and we'd face off against other teams um, around the country. Like a ton of schools do it. Basically any school you've ever heard of probably has a mock trial team. Um, I mean, we've gone against Yale, um, got against Emory, University of Chicago, Northwestern, uh, University of California, Los Angeles, um, uh, Texas A&M. So like basically any college around the country has a team and most of them have a couple teams. University of Minnesota has three teams actually. And what it is basically is uh, team versus team competition, uh, this tournament style. So there's four rounds every, every tournament for the most part. And uh, you have your attorneys and your witnesses. So you have prep, you have your attorneys that prepare speeches. Uh, you have your witnesses that prepare direct examinations with their attorneys. And then you have witnesses who get cross-examined. So there's a component of it that's very just rehearsed. It's like, yeah, we practice every week for this. We have this down. We know what we're going to say. And in another sense, there's a whole bunch of it that's just not scripted whatsoever. Where it's you don't you don't know what the other team's going to say. You have no idea what they're going to come in there, what their case theory is going to be, what questions they're going to ask the witnesses, what they're going to object to, mm-hmm. and you also have no idea because they usually have uh, attorneys or sitting judges who judge the competition and score it. And so you never have any idea what a judge is going to do. You could have a totally wacky judge, um, or you could have a really good judge. Um, and so I got interested in this cause in high school, uh, during the winter, I, I didn't have a sport anymore. I wasn't playing basketball anymore, which I, I had done freshman year. And finally I got to senior year and I just wanted to add something in there. And one of my friends had done mock trial. I think your, your brother did mock trial, right? Yeah. Josh did, yeah, did Josh mock, did mock trial. trial. Um, and then like, like, I guess I shouldn't say his name, but another one, none of our friend, another one of not our great friends, but he did mock trial too. So I knew about it. And then you joined mock trial senior year too, right? Yeah. 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 And so it was just a cool thing to do and we wanted to do it. And yeah, we did it. We went to state, which was super awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I didn't join college mock trial until junior year, but it was some guy that I knew through like mutual friends. And I had also met him in high school mock trial, but he was the one that kind of got me into mock trial. And once I joined, uh, that was basically 
the end of the story. I, I, there's no way I was not going to do it the next year yeah. after that first year. So why do you think you didn't join freshman year per se? I was lazy freshman oh. year. Absolutely. Uh, and this will probably come up a lot more uh, in the rest <laughs> of this podcast. But I was just like, I was just kind of lazy. I didn't really know that much about it. And I was kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to put too much on my plate. I don't really know what's going on. Like, it's just a whirlwind freshman yeah. year, you know. Like, there's yeah. just crazy stuff going on. You have no idea what you're doing. You're on your own for the very first time. And so I think I was just kind of like maybe a little bit overwhelmed and was like, oh, like, I don't know any of the people that are going to be there, which is such a stupid mentality thinking back on it. Like, honestly, that's better if you know less yeah. people there. But that was the reason I didn't do it freshman year. And then junior year, I was going to go to the introductory meeting, and I literally just forgot about it. Uh-huh. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then luckily you knew someone that kind of helped you get into it right. still. But right. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I mean, this was a Division One program in college, so the time commitment obviously is huge. So, I'm, can you just talk about that and kind of what the time commitment looked like for you? Sure. So uh, every week we would have <clears throat> typically. So say it's a week that we don't have a tournament on the weekend, or, or okay, let's say it's a week where we didn't have a tournament the last weekend, but that weekend we're going to a tournament. Yep. So. If it's a local tournament, we'd practice Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday probably. And those practices would be around three hours each. Okay. Um, so like seven to ten at night. Yep. And then um, over the weekend, we'd have the mock trial tournament. And so you'd have usually uh, typically two rounds on Saturday. Um, each trial is about three hours. So it's like three hours, then you get like a two-hour chunk for lunch, and then another three hours. So at least eight hours. And we were all so nervous and everything. You couldn't do any homework the night before. Yeah. You couldn't do any homework Saturday night. And then Sunday, there'd be another two rounds. So you'd go at nine in the morning till noon. Second round would be at like uh, two in the afternoon. Or sorry. Yeah, it'd be at like two. So then you'd have your second round. And uh, after that, there'd be like award ceremonies. So you're not getting out of there until like six, seven, or eight sometimes yep. at night. And it, it was even worse for the tournaments where we were in like Boston or um, – yeah, well, Boston, Yale, Connecticut, um, or if we were in Atlanta, yeah. or if we were like at um, University of Urbana-Champaign, like it was a nightmare because you'd have to drive and you'd be driving for like five hours of traveling for five plus hours. So basically, your Thursday shot. Yeah, at that point. and I remember you would come back like Tuesdays or Mondays sometimes. Oh in, yeah, like, the middle of the night, right? Yeah, no, it was really awesome. There was, um, I think it was either this year or last year. There's a tournament where. I was gone like the whole weekend. And then I think I got back. We were traveling Sunday night slash Monday morning. I think I got back to the apartment at like 11 in the morning after we'd been traveling overnight. And then I went to like a class at like two or something like that. Oh man. I got back, just dropped my stuff stuff off. And then I walked to the civil engineering building for class. Wow. So what? 15 hours per week average more than that. You think? Spent yeah, probably like just, probably more than that, right? More than that, just because of tournaments. Like it was fifteen hour, uh, oh, uh, maybe like twenty ish hours a week, I'd say. With like all the studying and stuff that you had to do. Yeah, with yeah, with that. For, I like, mean, figuring out your role. Right. Yeah, there were times where I'd have like a, a statement I'd have to give the next day, and I'd be up until like midnight or one memorizing it, and then I'm like, all right, I need to wake up because I don't have this fully memorized, and I wake up at like five. And I'd finish memorizing it. Oh, jeez. Make some coffee, put <laughs> around it, and that's all she wrote. But yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's 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 good. That's good stuff. Yeah. So now I know, since I know you kind of personally, I know a lot about you and what your kind of future aspirations are a little bit. But I know that you're more interested in the law side of things, but you majored in civil engineering. Can you talk about, you know, first, what interest you, why you were interested in civil engineering in the first place and when you kind of made that switch to decide that you wanted to go into law instead? I'm assuming mock trial had a lot to do with that. but Right, yeah. So I guess I'll just give an overview of what, what my plan is. So, um, yeah, I graduated with a civil engineering degree, like you said, and my, my plan is to take a year off and then go to law school afterwards. Um, I was, there's some different plans that I had where I was going to, get my master's, do another year, get my master's and then go to law school. It's kind of changed now where it's just take a gap year and then go to law yeah. school. But the whole law school idea really like became concrete for me last summer. Um, but the way I got interested in civil engineering is, uh, you know, growing up, my dad owns like cabinetry business, yeah. um, build stuff, you know, um, runs projects, 
uh, does a lot of design work. And that was kind of something that just, you know, rubbed off on me a little bit, just being around the building process, seeing a project from the start to the finish. And it just kind of inspired like my interest in doing something bigger than that. So like buildings, like as a civil engineer, there's a lot of things you can work on. You'd be like a highway engineer, traffic engineer, you could do bridges and stuff, but it was always, it was always buildings that I was interested in. And that was reflected in the coursework that I ended up doing later in my, my college career. But I, th I think it was also just like getting attracted to the sciences and engineering was just like the order that the orders and the laws that like govern science and like the, the physical world was something that was very, very cool to me the way we have all this chaos going on, but like there's these laws that, that limit huh. that and control everything that yeah. goes on around us, which is, which is, I think partially why I got interested in law too. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So moving forward from here, how do you feel about the fact that you majored in science, you know, and this math field, and now you're going to go into a law field where to my, I mean, I know there's patent law and things like that, but it's kind of a one, not a 180, but it's a, it's a huge difference. So how, yeah, absolutely. how has that like affected you and how have you adjusted to that? Just like being able to come to the realization that you don't want to spend your whole life doing math. Sure. Or, yeah. So, I mean, like I was saying, I think there's a lot of things that are very similar in law that's like similar to the sciences and to engineering. And it's just the idea of like having all this order, like if you have, you know, for engineering, for my profession, like for, for my major structural engineering, yeah, it's like you have an entire, we have manuals and manuals that we use. And it's like, you want to go design something, you consult the manual and the manual tells you, you know, what you can do here, what you can do there. In the same manner, there's, it's, it's kind of the same way with law. Like if you're a trial attorney, like there's the rules of evidence, which, which governs everything that any kind of evidence that's allowed for a jury to be heard or that's allowed to to come out in court and then if you go to like sitting judges or for precedent a lot of as the legal system has worked its way up in like the in the united states you know you have all this precedent from old cases where it's like okay you found a, you have a guy who got caught with you know 100 pounds of marijuana in the back of his car like nowadays you're, like you don't want to know if that like his constitutional right was broken if the cops were able to search his car and if the guy was actually possessing this or if he was caring for another friend and you go back and there's like precedent from other cases where it's like, okay, these, these, these facts applied, these facts are the same here. Okay. We're going to reach the same conclusion because we're binded by these old cases that were decided a certain way. And other times it's like, okay, these, all these things are different. This is completely different. This is a, this is a whole different case. So then it's a different case. It gets ruled a certain way by a judge. And then that becomes precedent. Or you could you could appeal it all the way up to the Supreme Court. So you go from like a local uh, a local court or like a state court to like a district court, and then you go to like the Supreme Court all the way. Um, and the Supreme Court hands down all these precedents, and so it's like the Supreme Court with everything below it. So like the Supreme Court is the supreme law of the land. Yep. And I think in so many ways, science and engineering is so similar to law. Like there's a lot of subjectiveness and chaos that goes into law. But I think that's what makes it so cool is that even though there's all this crazy stuff going on that you can't like really explain, you can't boil it down to something that's, you know, objective, there's ways that in which we can fit this into a legal system and it's, it's not subjective anymore. Your wealth of knowledge is so much deeper than me. It's insane. <laughs> like just listening to that from what I, so from what I understand, it seems like the problem, it's problem solving in a it, sense. Both, it really both is. degrees obviously goes much deeper than that. But from what I'm understanding, it's just problem solving. That's it really like, is. That's yeah. you're super into is solving some type of situation. Yeah. And I mean, I took a I took a class. I took Law 3000 this past semester, so that's where part of this knowledge comes from. So okay, so, cool. Yeah. So engineering and being a D1, let's say athlete. I'm considering an athlete. I, I would consider it an athlete <laughs> as well. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's a ton. You know, you just talked about all the time you spent doing mock trial. Engineering is not an easy degree at yeah. all. That's a ton of time. I know that you've done it, spent a lot of time staying up late, doing homework with that as well. How do you juggle all of that? And on top of that, you've ran two marathons and trained for those during college. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the main thing is partially just like looking forward to 
certain things and the activities that you're doing and partially just like basking in, you know, who you're around. Cause like mock trial, the only reason or a huge reason that I, I did it is because I love the people that I did it with. Like I made some really awesome friends. My brother did it this year yep. and it was awesome being able to spend that much time with my brother. Like I hadn't spent that much time with him since, since high school. And I, even in high school, I never spent that much time with him, yep. which is really awesome. Um, and, and like that, then that keeps you, you moving forward, you know? And, um, I know one of our roommates is a civil engineering major too. So I like spent a lot of time, uh, with him doing that. And then with you running, like it gets you around different people and it gives you an opportunity oh. to like really, you know, spend time yeah. with other people. And it's like, Oh my God, this sucks. Like I'm doing so much stuff. And it's like a, a constant stream of like consciousness, like, you know, um, wake up, like work out to, I guess I didn't work out that much, but work out to, to class, to eating lunch, to the next class, to mock yep. trial, to sleeping for a little while or doing homework, then sleeping for a little while. Then yep. just going throughout the day. And I mean, on top of, you know, and just really enjoying the stuff and the keep, having that keep moving you forward. There's also like sacrifices that you have to make. Yeah. And one of the things that I really sacrifice is, is like my eating. Like I would eat just like terrible food just yep. <laughs> all the time during the year. It's gotten better because I have more time because of the whole coronavirus thing, but I would just eat like, eat like junk. Like I would in the morning, I'd wake up, maybe like make like a bagel or something then I go to the civil engineering building and they would have like the Jimmy Dean, like, um, like McMuffins, you know? Yeah. Oh, in like the gross. fridge. And I'd make like one of those, grab a bag of Doritos for lunch. Yeah. Make another cup of coffee after my coffee I had that morning. Cause I'm just dog tired. Go to class, go to mock trial buy like subway from like the cafeteria by the, the, um, law building. And it's like, it's just terrible for you. And like that really started to show too. Like I can tell like my, during the school year, my weight fluctuates a lot Yeah. With, with what I'm doing, but it's like the sacrifices that you make. And honestly, like the other stuff was worth it for me. And like driving to mock trial tournaments, I'd stop at the gas station. I'd buy like a bunch of soda and stuff just cause it was like, it's kind of like the grind, right? Like you're like, I feel so terrible. I'm just going to keep like pounding my body and treating it like crap. Cause it just keeps you going, Yeah. you know? And on top of that, a huge sacrifice too is I think like the emotional sacrifice of it too. Like a lot of times during the school year, I don't have any time to process like my feelings about anything, you know, how, how I'm really feeling like my mental health wise. But when you're like doing all this stuff with other people, it's like a, like a mutual suffering where it's like, all right, yep. we're all, we all feel terrible. <clears throat> we're all, you know, really tired. We're at the end of our end of our string. And so it's, it's, it builds you up in that way. And I, I'd say just sacrifices and enjoying, like realizing why you're doing it can help outweigh what kind of sacrifices that you're making. Yes, definitely. So two things that kind of stick out to me right there that we've kind of touched on in past episodes. The first was you talked about the grind and we've talked about like trusting the process or as yeah. Matt Welch said in a previous interview, run the process, right? And you're believing in this idea of just controlling what you're doing at the time and just trusting in it and, you know, grinding it out and believing in it. And hopefully like the end result gets you somewhere, but it's funny because when you talk about it, you don't talk about the end result as much. And I grant, I didn't ask you about it straight up, Fair, yeah. but you talk about what you were doing, you know, eating junkie and drawing time with friends, doing those activities and things like that. And it's just, it's, it's interesting to think about that. Most of the time what gets remembered is the process and the grind of it, not what, you accomplish at the end like the accomplishment is there and you do remember it but yeah the memories and stuff that's made that's all during the process right and so. it's like too i mean part of it was like cut off because of like coronavirus yeah. this year and yeah. everything but yeah going back like I, I mean some of the best feelings i have is just being like in mock trial just being up you know super late or super early driving with my friends in a car yes like exactly. just listening to music just hanging out with like my people like i'm never going to be able to do that again like I, I'm never going to have those same, like the same feelings I had during that time, you know? And it's like, yeah, a lot of it sucked, but it's something that you don't get back. And like with class too, like you work so hard, you get grades at the end, but it's like the grades, the grades don't mean anything without the work. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, you could walk up to me and be like, here, I'm going to give you a 4.0 for the semester. You don't have to do anything. It's like, you didn't earn that. So yeah. who cares? Yeah. That's, that, that's my philosophy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 
it's true. So the other thing too you brought up was the idea of sacrifices, and I know we've also talked about that yeah. in the past, and the idea of you know prioritizing what you want to do and sacrificing what you don't want to do. In this situation, it was your eating habits. Yeah. Do you want to just elaborate that on that a little bit, and like what else you think you kind of sacrificed to do running my trial? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it definitely depends on the time of the year. Like when I'm during this school year, um, I mean, you probably know better than anybody. I don't have as much time to work out Yeah. just cause like, you know, you, you go and you work out for 30 minutes. Like say you do a run that takes 30 minutes. Yeah. It's not actually 30 minutes. It's the 15 minutes beforehand getting ready. Yeah. It's the half an hour to 45 minutes afterwards, you know, cooling down or like taking a shower or stretching out and everything. And so that just like, the amount that you're getting out of it can start to balloon a little bit. And that's definitely tough for the schedule, which sucks. Like I wish I could, I could put that all together. Um, but, but I think that you have to pick and choose what you want. And, and for everybody, it's going to be different. Like my dad, he goes out and like works 25, eight or whatever, you know, every week. And he like works, works, works all the time. But like, that's just how he's programmed. He loves like working and he the works. Grind. Yeah. He, he loves the grind and he loves the grind when it's specifically, work. Yep. And, but like for me, I would hate that. I would hate to work all the time. And it's different for him. Cause like he has his own business and it's like something like he's like fostering his own sacrifices into something that's like his own. Yep. But for everybody, like I, he could go out and work, you know, 80 hours a week and I could go out and do mock trial for 80 hours a week, or I could do running training for eight, 80 hours a week. And it's like, it's not, it's not really different. If you're investing your time into something and you're passionate about it, then what's the difference between like the two, like what's to say, like, you know, the work work is more important than just doing this all the time and prioritizing your time to something that like makes you happy. Because I think sometimes when, when we're sacrificing our time, it's easier to sacrifice time and like sacrifice things like food and sacrifice sleep when what you're doing actually makes you happy. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, you could go to a job, you could be, you know, bottom of the food chain and you could put in a ton of time. You can make a ton of sacrifices, but if you're just getting like reamed out at work every day, you know, you're not having a good time at work. Like it doesn't make any of the sacrifice worth it. Yeah. So it's like, it's sacrificing things for a good reason. Not because you think that that's what you have to do or you think that, you know, sacrifices are the way that somebody is supposed to do something. It's like, I'm sacrificing these other things because this makes me exponentially more happy and makes me exponentially enjoy life more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, I feel like we both kind of had the situation for different reasons. Obviously I wasn't in mock trial, but there were a lot of weekends. I feel like we both throughout the year, our senior year that we just weren't around for various reasons, whether that yeah. was, you know, you were gone for mock trial or I was, traveling to Duluth or running a lot or, or something. Like work, New Orleans. Yeah. Or going on a work trip. Um, and just sacrificing that time with like our friends too. And I know that I think that's something that might eventually come back and haunt, like bite me in the butt. I'm not sure if yeah. I'll regret it at some day. I don't, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, I think that's a good point. Uh, you know, it's not, I guess it's something that I never really thought a lot about in depth, but I feel like the way that my friendships are with the people, like, like they get it. Like I get it. They have to make, they make sacrifices for the things that they love that they're never going to be able to get, get back unless they do it right now. Yeah. And I make sacrifices for things that I love. And I think it's just a testament to, you know, who's, who's really truly a great friend. Like, yeah. am I blaming somebody for taking time to do something they love? And that time is taking it away from me. Or am I happy for them because, yeah, we're friends, we get along, and you're out doing something that makes your life better, that makes you happy. Yeah. And you're not – so you don't, you don't want to frame it as them sacrificing time at your expense. It's like them sacrificing their time for their betterment and you also sacrificing that part, like that – not that relationship but that time with them and letting them choose that time how they want that like really makes you a good friend and really – I think those are some of the best friendships where you can understand that you're at different points in your, in your life, but that at the end of the day, you're still 
Yeah, exactly. And friends. if, you know, 10 years from now you're still talking to him and everything, then that's perfect and everything worked out like it should have. Right. And, you know, too, with mock trial, you're spending a weekend with other friends and it's good to have another, like, sense of community somewhere right. else. Or, like, if you go for a run in the morning instead of, I don't know, getting breakfast or something with your friends because you want to be alone, then you're also working on, like, your mental game. So there's always yeah. something yeah, to build on. So, yeah. Cool. I want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about running. All right. And, you know, as Josh, Nick, and I, I always, I always almost say Josh, Jacob, Nick, and I, <laughs> um, but we're pretty big runners for anyone who listens to this show. So I'm excited to have Keen on to talk about his running experience and kind of some upcoming goals he has for it. And you want to just talk about, you know, first going from this small town where you're playing football, basketball, baseball, the, the, the classic three, you know, yeah, getting the, to the college, Riverdale, the Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then getting to college, you know, and starting to run and where that has brought you and kind of like how that's developed you. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Like you said, in high school, I did, uh, the classical jock sports, I guess maybe Friday night light <laughs> sports is maybe more accurate than Riverdale. But either way, I think everybody knows what we mean, but yeah, that's what I did in high school. And never once dabbled in, even tried like cross country or even tried track, aside from the track and field days that we do every once in a while. Which is funny because your younger brother did cross country too. Yeah, Kendall did. Yeah, he did cross country for, I think it was just a year, wasn't it? Or was it two years? It was just a year. I'm pretty sure he only did it because he didn't like the football coach that yeah. specific year. Yeah, but then he ended up, yeah, but then he ended up <laughs> Going playing back. football yeah. and he was way better than I ever was. It was super <laughs> cool, which was fun to watch him, but... Yeah, so, and the, I think the first, like, kind of exposure that I really had to long-distance running was actually from my mom, because mm-hmm. my mom started doing long-distance training. She ran a 5K at the, the local Rails to Trails 5K, um, and she'd always, like, try to, like, talk me and my brother into into doing long-distance running, long-distance <laughs> training, and I'm like, oh, like, that's stupid. Like, I definitely don't have this mentality anymore, but, like, running's, like, People that run are like psychos. Like it's like the horse girl of like <laughs> sports in a way is what it seemed like to me, which is totally wrong. It's totally the, the wrong perception. Of hey, it. I, I feel like a lot of people that are runners now had that mentality at one point. I, I mean, I had that mentality at one point. I was like with yeah. my older brother when Josh turned or turned cross country. I was like, why would you do that? Yeah. That's just right. seems dumb. Yeah. But yeah. And it's, it's, it's unfounded. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's wrong. Um, Cause now we're those psychos. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah, and and so in freshman year coming in, when I really got into running was the second semester of freshman year. Um, I came in as a freshman, didn't didn't work out a lot, like at all. My first semester, ate a lot, didn't get out a lot, drank a lot. Don't know if I should say that. No, you're fine. Um, and, <laughs> it's so and, fun. Yeah, and like just just the reality of what somebody as a freshman does. Freshman a year lot of college, people, yeah. I'd say probably like 80%, if not more people do that. Like they just don't really work out at all and just, and then eventually they come around, they start working out and they they figure their thing out, Uh, which took me, yeah, until basically second semester of freshman (laughs) year. Um, I remember it was new year's. Um, I was with one of my friends and I took a Snapchat. It was was a selfie Snapchat and oh my God, (laughs) I looked so terrible. I have it saved on my phone. I showed it to you the other day. I looked so bad. And I think, and my mom made a comment to me too about how I like gained a little bit of weight, which was true. I had, I had gained quite a bit of weight and it didn't start the first semester of freshman year. It started like the summer before, but I gained a ton of weight. I really did. And at one point I, it it took my mom pointing it out to me and my Snapchat pointing it out to me that like, (laughs) Oh, this is not what I want to be like. This is not what I want to look like. And it's not to say that, you know, I, I think it's good to be, to be healthy and be active but I don't think that there's a set like weight that everybody should, should shoot for, you know, like I think part of it is coming to a realization with like what you're comfortable with exactly in, in, in your body, how yeah. healthy you want to be, what weight you want to be at, because above all else, I did it because that was what was going to make me happy. And I didn't, I didn't feel good anymore yeah. about it. And so, yeah, I started, I think that I remember the first time we ever did a long run, I think it was like three miles. And I think the farthest I'd ever run to prior to that, was maybe two miles for gym class in high school. Did we have to do a two mile? I don't remember ever doing two miles. One mile. Maybe. I remember doing one mile. It was one mile. Okay, so that was the first time I ever ran more than one mile in my entire life in a row. Man, three miles long. Three row. miles. And I remember because my heels hurt, my arches hurt, 
my whole body was tired. I was like, my eyesight was getting foggy and it was getting kind of wavy too. I just remember I felt so terrible and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, this is horrible. Yeah. And so then, you know, you talked me into signing up for the half marathon. Then we signed up for the twin cities marathon and started training for that. And through that training, by the end of it, I had lost, you know, 25 pounds. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah. It was Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I knew that was definitely like the heaviest you ever were was freshman year. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, was I'm roughly 30 ish pounds lighter than I was Jeez. freshman year. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what got me into it. And since then really, I've, I've never looked back. I've taken time off and I've fallen back into bad habits, you know, during yeah. the school year and stuff, but With I, like the sacrificing thing you're right. Right. Which, which sucks. Cause I wish I, I could do it all the time, but I know I can always come back to it. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I've kind of just, been into long distance running ever since that started when we went through those training programs yeah i remember when we signed up for our first one was twin cities medtron i don't actually what's what's the name of that it's twin cities, Med- medtron medtron, medtron twin yeah. cities marathon uh yeah so it's called okay we signed up for that and i remember we were sitting in a study room because we had chemistry together and i remember had, this yeah. yeah we had signed up for the half and i was looking at the website and i remember just being like kian let's just send it let's just sign up for this marathon yeah like, Cause then we have to do it. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, bet. Yeah. No. And I, I, <laughs> I remember, um, I think I'm pretty sure I have a picture saved on my phone from that, but I very clearly, I remember what study or study room we were in too. I think we were on yep. the third floor by my room. Yeah. I just remember it was one of those corner ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like part of me was hoping you would at the time was hoping you would say no. And I would be like, oh yeah, I don't need to do that. But yeah. I think that the reason you said yes is part of the reason like that I ended up getting so into running too, yeah. but good thing you asked and good thing I, I said yes. Yeah. So you mentioned that your long run was originally three miles, right? Yeah. And I thought that was really funny just because, uh, tomorrow we are about to run our third marathon now. Yeah. If you're listening to, if you're listening to this, we, Probably ran our marathon. Oh yeah, you've already you, you we have already ran this because it's, let's see, a week from now. So okay, yeah, I'm not gonna do the math. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it has already happened. So congrats, Keen, for finishing your marathon. Congrats <laughs> to you, Jacob. But anyways, so with coronavirus, everything's gone virtual, and we've talked about this a lot in our podcast. But I want to know how you're feeling about the whole having not being able to do the marathon in person, you know, and how you've kind of adapted your training, how you've adapted your mindset and just overall how you feel about running a marathon virtually. Yeah. I mean, obviously right away when you figure out that it's canceled, it's like, this is terrible. Not getting my money back. I don't get to do this in person. It's going to be a fun weekend too. I think it was going to be like a good time because it's grandma's marathon go up to Duluth for a weekend. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's cool. We'd, we'd never run that, run that marathon before. Um, so it's just kind of coming to terms with that. And like I said before, it, it's the idea of like mutual suffering. It's like, you have to come around and be like, okay, like I could wallow in this all I want, but it's like, we're all, we're all losing stuff. And it's not like, woe is me. I'm the only person in the world that's getting dunked on right now. Yep. Um, which is and, a good mindset to have. You, yeah. Everyone needs to have that mindset right now. Yeah. Everyone gets dunked on every once in a while. <laughs> um, and I mean, I don't know if it really affected my training at all. I think for this specific marathon, like I wasn't necessarily shooting for anything, but I think in a way it kind of, it kind of opened things up and it's just like, all right, I'm just going to go out and I'm just going to do this stuff. Yeah. Like I'm just going to, this is just going to be the time that I, that I dedicate to it. Um, I'm not going to dedicate a ton of like mental, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, invest a ton of mental energy into this, like, like thinking about it outside of things. I'm just going to go out, I'm going to work out, like have a good time, be done with it. And because other marathons got canceled too, like we're running two of them now. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember you originally asked me for a program in like, I think January or something that you could like do that and mock trial, just like kind of get you back in shape. Yeah, and then yeah. around spring break is when all the Corona stuff started happening. Right. And so we originally were going to run grandma's at yeah. the end of June. So you had theoretically like three months to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. But then that ended up going virtual and your mom was going to run a marathon. And so that's how right. we're running the one tomorrow. 
Yeah, which I, I should have prefaced this already. But, so, I mean, you had, I mean, you were kind of in shape around spring break, right. but you had, like, what is that, 12 weeks to get in shape now for this marathon we're doing tomorrow. And so how, how, how did you boost your training up in 12 weeks is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh, well, now that you pointed out, I'm, I'm, it's coming back to me that I did have a training program because now all I think of is just like the big block of like, oh, I'm running every single day I have this. But beforehand, it was just like, yeah, like three or four days a week. I think three yeah. days a week, maybe. Um, but yeah, once everything like went online and I mock trial basically got essentially canceled slash postponed, it was like, oh, I have all this free time to do it. And it was, it was pretty tough to start off with that, just jiving right into it and, and running every single day. Yeah, because, I mean, you literally went from a long run of, like, what, seven to, like, yeah. 12, like, instantly after not running a ton for a while. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're running a 20 with me after, like, eight weeks. Yeah, I I don't know. It comes around fast <laughs> for me, I guess. Like, I, I, and it's one of those things where it's, like, the hardest part is just the mentality of being, like, okay, I got to go out and I got to run. Like, I can do it. Like, anybody can go out and, like, go for a run. Like, maybe they can't do the same distance as somebody else or they can't do the same the same speed as somebody yeah. else. But it's like you can, you can force yourself to get up out of bed and to walk out your door and go run for any amount that you want. And so, especially to start with, it's really just the mental curve of getting into a program, beating that. And then once you're in a groove, it's like, okay, this is so much easier. Now I can focus on, like, really physically pushing myself. Yeah. Which I think I really like hit, like, I, I I went over the over the hump kind of in a way like the other week when I I started doing I had five mile runs like the whole week and I felt pretty bad at the start of the week and then it just kind of like came back to me and I was kind of like pushing harder on those runs and you know kind of increasing my speed a little bit through every one of those and I think I think the hardest thing is is you know because I was coming into it and you were like pretty well into your training. Like you've been training for months at this point yeah. and you've been running and I was like kind of starting out from nowhere. And if I, what I would have done is would have compared myself to what you were at and been like, Oh my God, like how, how am I supposed to do all that? Like you, you run all the time. How, how am I going to go out and run every single day this much mileage? And it's like, well, you have to take a step back. Cause it's doing a disservice to you. And it's doing a disservice to me being yeah. like, I'm just, I'm going to completely ignore the fact that you just put in seven months of work. Cause that's yeah. what it took to get up to that. Yeah. And am I going to cheat myself and be like, oh, I can never be like this guy. I can never be like Jacob or LeBron James or whatever, <laughs> because you know, like they're, they're so much further ahead of me than where I want to be. It's like, no, you, you got to work up to that. There's no shortcuts to that. And they didn't get there without their own hard work that they did. And so it, it's all really honestly all just mental. Yeah. How, how did you get the mental game? Like the one you have right now? I mean, we obviously bring it, the people we try to bring on to the JJN show are people that have what we believe to be strong mental games sure. and people that are motivational and they do a lot and they, they're, they're going somewhere. How would you say this was a gift? How, how did you get this? How do, how do you have a, such a good mental game to be able to just, you know, not jump in and do what I'm doing, like you're saying, or compare me to LeBron James. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, and yeah, obviously, yeah. Do that instantly, but be able to build up to it and just stay mentally strong, you know, get up early, do the runs, all that. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that my dad just like grinds out work like 24-7, leaves for work at like 7 in the morning, gets back at like 7 at night. And I grew up around that like my whole life. And I'd say definitely that's part of where I got that from. Okay. It's just like, And I think it's just the idea of just like constantly being in the grind and just constantly like you're, you're doing this, this stuff over and over again and you're always doing something and you're getting better is like just such a, a mindset to like slide into for me. I don't really know what, what it is. It's like, um, it's like, uh, Ted Mosby and how I met your mother when he's like, <laughs> Great show. It, it, it's, it's not the exact same thing, but it's like, he's like, whenever we have this stuff, like the us Mosby's, whenever we have this stuff come up, we just we push it back down and we keep going and come back up, push it back down. And it's like, that's the thing. It's like, that's like cool. Uh, especially when it comes to just like physical stuff. If it comes to, uh, like mental stuff, don't do that. Uh, don't just like push the stuff to the side, I would say. And it's just, yeah, the constant stream of being like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to grind and do this. And I, I told you about this a little bit, but I had a really tough 15 mile run the other week. <laughs> and I was like, before I, before I went out for it, I, I took a Snapchat and I sent it to my friends. And I'm like, 
So my friends knew I wasn't doing great, and I'm like, all right, about to run this 15 miles. We'll see how it goes, something along the lines of that. And started running it, and there were just multiple times where I was like, oh, like I could just turn this into a loop, and I can make it four miles. Or I could just keep going a little bit, come back, and I could just make it like 10 miles. Yeah, And you, or, you, you got, you know, two-thirds of it. Yeah, 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 two-thirds of it. Like, that's still pretty still good. still 10 right? miles, for how right? Bad I, for how bad I feel. Or I got out a little bit further. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out to six. I'm going to turn around 12 miles. Like, I'm only like three three miles out. And I'm like, okay, I just, I just like told a bunch of my friends too. I'm like, I'm about to go do these 15 miles. I don't want to go back and get back early and start hopping on social media. And Jacob's like, wait, you, you were supposed to do 15 miles. You finished that in 30 minutes? <laughs> you finished that in 35 minutes? How'd you do that? Well, Jacob, I didn't do it. I quit early. And so I was, I, I pushed myself and I'm like, whatever, it's like, screw it. I'm going to keep doing this. And I, I had a moment where I like audibly, I'm like, I, I'm like, I could turn around. I'm like, I said out loud. And if anybody was around me, they probably thought I was crazy. I'm like, I'm like, nah, screw that. It's essentially different words, but I'm like, nah, screw that. And I just kept going. And then I finished it and had absolutely terrible after effects. And I felt so <laughs> mentally good about it that it made it all, all worth it. Personally. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, this is kind of a little bit of a tangent, kind of not, but I feel like if I were to per se drink the night before and yeah. do a run hungover or eat really junky the night, the day before yeah. and do a wrong hung, not like hungover from food and I get into those runs, that's when the mental game is actually almost easier to a sense for me because I, I do those runs and I start feeling like garbage. And I remember the fact that I'm feeling like garbage because of the disgusting stuff I put into my body. So although you mentioned that the after effects for you weren't great and you know, you don't talk about that, but sure. the next day the, I could, I could run 10 miles and end up throwing up or feeling like absolute trash the whole next day. Right. Afterwards. But I still did it and I did it to literally punish myself in a sense for, yeah, for your choices. For much, exactly. And even though it was fun, I don't regret the choices, but yeah. you can't sacrifice that because then your mental game will just go down. And it'll think, okay, I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. I'm going to keep making these choices, and it's going to slowly go away. Yeah, once you take a shortcut, then you start seeing shortcuts everywhere. And then you start taking shortcuts all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, cool. Uh, let's go back real quick just to, and talk about both of our plans a little bit yeah. for running this next like two month period because yeah. you tell people you're running a marathon and they usually think it's pretty wild. Right. So what about running two marathons in the span that you're about to run two marathons in? Can I talk about that? Yeah. How, no, I, how you're going to do that. I'd love to talk about that. Um, I was like, uh, I don't know. It's going to be a whole different beast because the past two times that I've run a marathon, like after I ran the first marathon, I got, I took some time off and I actually got like kind of injured. Like I had like runner's knee or whatever. Oh, that's right. I forgot and about I, that. Yeah. I, yeah. I just couldn't run for a couple months. Like I just get very sharp pain in my knee Yeah. and eventually it went away and I started running, uh, again a little bit. Cause we did a little bit of running that summer kind of, um, I don't remember which summer. Actually, no, maybe, maybe you weren't with me. No, I did some running with Noah a little bit and a little bit with Kyle. So it wasn't a lot of running. I didn't really do that much running. This after sophomore year. So two years ago now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was after okay. sophomore year. Uh, and then after the last marathon we did, um, I took some time off. I took, basically I, I took all my time off until spring break. Practically. I think the only other time I really ran, ran was the 5k we did the Turkey trot. And then, which I beat Josh on shout out to me. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> you hear that Josh? Sorry, Josh. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> a couple of months later started like slowly get into that marathon training. Then yep. we had spring break and then I really hit it after that. And so this is like a whole different game, but it's like, that's kind of cool. Cause it's like, it's like, well, what's the definition of, ex of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again. Right. And thinking you're going to get a different result. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But I think, I think instead of insanity, isn't doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I think the definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over <laughs> again. No matter what the results are, you do the same thing for like the rest of your life. You'll be miserable. I'd be miserable. Yeah. Maybe some people won't be. I would be. I, and I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again. So I want to try to, you know, run a marathon this weekend and we'll see how I feel getting back into next week. But my mindset is like, I have no doubt that I can do this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, definitely. And, 
and it's like maybe maybe secretly I do feel that way, but I'm not going to admit that. Nope. Like I'm just going to put that out there and be like, nah, like I can do this because you're your own worst enemy if you start gaslighting yourself and being like, ah, uh, actually, what if I get like, what if I get injured or like, what if it's just too tough? Like I'm too sore the next week and I can't yeah. run. None of those. No, what if it's not like it's just a mental game. It's just okay if I get injured or what then. But right now I'm not injured, so I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. You got to do something different. We're doing two marathons in the span of eight weeks yeah. or whatever. And I think it does help too that, you know, we're both doing it. So yeah, well, if I don't do it, then I'm going to feel like a pile because you're doing it. Right. Vice versa. It's like a thing where it's like, like, yeah, like I sent a Snapchat out. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. And it's like, you're like, nobody will, maybe nobody would actually hold you accountable for that. But it's like, you get the mentality of like, okay, I like told people I'm doing this. Now I didn't do it. Like, I feel like crap. Yeah. Or like, oh, I've been training with this guy. We thought we were going to run this together. Now I'm not doing it, but he is. Yeah. You feel like crap. Yeah. And I mean, even if, you know, if we don't have each other, I, for example, there are multiple times when I would do some weird fitness thing in a week, right? And even if you weren't doing it because you were busy with my trial or whatever, right? Doing something else. I would usually tell you because if I tell you, if I put it out there, then it's out there. And I can't, you can't really go back on that. So I think that's a good thing that... For anyone who's just staring out, if they're like, I want to run three miles in a month, tell someone. Yeah, just be like, hey, like, hey, I, I, I want to start running. I'm going to go out and run two miles tomorrow. You want to ask me about it tomorrow afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> they ask you, like, hey, did you do those two miles? Yeah. Yes or no. If, if not, yeah, I then did. I did those two miles. <laughs> you want to know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm run three miles. So, yeah, kind of, kind of that way. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next topic. We're going to bring it back to your dieting a little bit. Yeah. You, I mean... You should know that this is going to come up, but yeah, you said you ate like garbage with the Jimmy Deans and the Doritos. You, you ate pop tarts too. And yeah, pop tarts. A lot of pop tarts. The, the, the civil engineering office always had pop tarts. Yeah, yeah, and for breakfast a lot. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I mean those are technically plant based though, but yeah. So your diet's a little different now. Tell me about what your diet is, why you're doing it, how you feel now. Yeah. So I, I'd say since like uh, spring break, I've been like essentially like 98% plant-based. I've had a couple times where I think after our 20 mile run, those after our 20 mile run, I ordered like five guys. Yeah. Took it, took forever to get here. <laughs> never doing that again. Just going to drive there and pick it up. Um, and then I had like McDonald's too another time. Um, I had, oh, I had a slice of my friend's like chicken pizza the other night but for the most part like the the groceries that i'm buying are all plant-based now yep and um so i I, the reason i did that is because i was like whenever i've been running i'd never done anything to change my diet at all like i never one changed my diet in any way like started eating different foods like more fruits and vegetables and i never cut back at all yeah like my calories and everything and i don't i don't ever want to cut back and like consciously cut back and count calories because in the past I've never had to do that, but I did want to change, you know, what I was consuming, um, for, for health reasons. And just for, I think for like moral reasons too, personally. Yeah. Um, and so I want to do plant-based cause I knew doing that would just like center my diet more around fruits and vegetables. And like, I'm not like plant-based to the degree that some other people are yeah. like, I'll still like make like pasta more often than just, you know, going and like making a salad or something like that. Yeah. Or I'll like fry my vegetables or throw them in oil and then eat them with like potatoes or something like that. So, but it's a far cry from what I was at before. Yeah. Pop tarts, Jimmy Dean to this. And there was a time during sophomore year where I like kind of went vegetarian for a while. Cause I I do think that like the, the animal, the industrial farming system is messed up. Yeah. And I think the way that animals are treated, you know, is immoral and wrong. Yeah. And part of that's from growing up. Like my mom is vegan. She's a passion for animals. I grew up around animals. Like everybody in my family loves animals. My brother and I are always sending each other like videos of like goofy animals doing stuff. Cats doing weird stuff. There's like a video of a bunch of goats like swarming the streets during this whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. Which is like funny stuff. But it's like I, I really do like animals. And I think it's messed up the way that they get treated. Like even chickens and like especially pigs too. Because pigs are like smarter than dogs. Yeah. Pigs are incredibly intelligent yeah. and they're also really cute too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, 
you couldn't imagine going out and like cutting a pig's head off and then eating that, right? No. You're going to let the other guy do it? Or you're going to let some like machine do it in a big industrial farm where the pigs, you know, have a two foot by two foot cage that they live in for their whole life? No, exactly. Like, I think that's wrong. Like, yeah. And, and that was, I always wanted that lifestyle, but it was so hard to have that just with the way that my life was set up and the way that I, like, I couldn't be going to the grocery store like every week, every two weeks to get like groceries just because I didn't have the time. Yeah. And I couldn't be getting up early enough to make like a smoothie or getting up early enough to make like oatmeal or, you know, spending my time during lunch making, I don't know, something with vegetables. But my point is, is that like once this whole coronavirus thing happened in that sense, it was a blessing because I could, I could do that now. And it's really, it's not that hard. Like there's certainly things that I get really bad cravings for all the time. Like cheese, oh, yeah. cheese is one oh, I yeah. told you about that. Um, but it's like, it's, it's the mental game too. It's like, you can do it. And like, also it's really nice because, oh, I, I'm, I'm craving this so badly. If you just eat something else, usually that craving like goes away at mm-hmm. least for a while because then you're full. Yeah. Um, and so I want to continue this as long as I can, as much as I can, which I think will definitely be easy to do this summer. Yeah. Um, and probably for the next year, I don't know when I go to law school, <laughs> what it's going to be like. Um, stay tuned to find out though. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else running, school, anything, it's all back to that process and grind. Once you kind of just like break into that little barrier of eating. Yeah. Really. And I don't even think that, you know, you sound like you're doing it. A lot of the reason you do it is for the environmental aspect of it and ethical, moral reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas that is definitely a factor of mine, but the reason I originally started doing it was because of like health. Yeah. You know, so, but I think also that you went from a lot of processed foods to plant-based, right? Yeah. Where, yeah and, and you didn't talk about if you're feeling better or not, so you can talk about that uh, next. But if you would have just gone from processed to, you know, just not processed, you would also probably be feeling better right, as well. Right. But uh, how how are you feeling on it, like, as a as a runner and things like that? Because I know yeah. when I switched, I felt a lot, a lot different. And yeah. I also have a tendency to binge eat and eat <laughs> absurd amounts of food, like right before I go to bed. So yeah, like, me too. Keep, yeah. So cleaning up my diet and having more of a sh- schedule made me feel way different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the next big step for me is definitely like, um, I really want to not like eat anything after dinner before I go to bed yep. and like give myself a little bit of time in the morning to eat. But that being said, I do feel like amazing after being on this diet um, I start, started running at the exact same time. So it's hard to say like, is it all running or it's, it's definitely like a balance of the both, but I feel, I feel great. And I think like, it's a feeling of accomplishment too, because it's, it's tough. Like it's mental barriers that you have to go through, but you feel yeah. accomplished after you hit those mental barriers and that makes you feel better. And then if you feel better from that, like you get up early to study, you feel better. You get up early to run, yeah. you feel better. Everything feel better gets that. better. Yeah. All compounds. Yeah. Compounds. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, I think somebody should at least try it in their lifetime. Cause I think it could make them feel better if they are in like a much, like a huge processed food kick or just try just to like get away from the animal products, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, there's like meatless Mondays or that's yeah, all, you that's can, all yeah. I really know to be honest, but <laughs> meatless Mondays and Taco things like Tuesday. that. You could, you could come up with some kind of thing where I'm not going to eat meat until lunchtime every day or yeah. something like that too. Yeah, exactly. So that's interesting, but cool. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that diet. And I think, I think that's really cool. I know that like when we went to Florida a while ago, it was pretty dope being able to just openly talk about that with like you and your yeah. mom and stuff like that and be able to eat because a lot of times you go a, to a party or to a gathering of some sort, right? Yeah. And people will always be like, why are you doing that? Or kind of give you crap for it. And I've been in yeah. so many situations where I want to eat ice cream like everyone else. And people will say, oh, that's not vegan. You can't eat that. And yeah, I'll have to explain to them that I'm not vegan, you know? Right. And like those situations just bug me a lot. But like when I was in Florida with you and your mom, like if I ate ice cream, your mom would wouldn't care right yeah it's my mom my mom does the same thing too like we had a non yeah because we're all human yeah for my dad's birthday we had like non um like vegan yeah we had a real dairy cake yeah so yeah and i don't think that's anything's wrong with that you know i mean it's so ingrained into our society that's almost like practically impossible you could completely cut it out but like it's just everywhere yeah 
It's just about limiting. Yeah. But cool. So now on to the the fun part of the interview, the best part that we get to do. I'm gonna do some rapid fire questions. And now I know when I sent this interview back to you, I purposely blocked these out. So yeah. you won't know any of these are. But the goal, the idea is I'm gonna ask you these questions yeah, and yeah. you're gonna answer them. Okay. You know, yeah. Rapid fire, right? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could pick one non-domesticated animal to have as a pet for a week, what would it be? Oh, the pig. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what is one of your favorite songs that you could never listen to again? One of my favorite songs that I just never have to listen yep. to ever again. Oh, I would probably say as much. I definitely say Bedrock by Young Money. Like I sing that all the time at karaoke. It's a really good song, but also like it's, I've heard it way too many times. <laughs> okay. Second to least favorite color. Second to least favorite color. Yep. I think I hate orange. Probably like purple, honestly. I don't really like purple. <laughs> I think that's a lot. That's a popular one. What is your favorite shoe brand? Um, definitely Saucony. And what if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, then... No, that's right. Okay. Yeah, what's your... What's all, your... My, all my running shoes are Saucony. Sorry. <laughs> ask, ask me the next question. What's your go-to food? My go-to food? Oh, um... I really... I've really been craving, like hamburgers like just really like greasy hamburgers ever since the plant-based diet for the most part yeah to your left if you were a dinosaur what would you be called oh <laughs> man so just like a made-up name yeah be like this is so lame but a swagosaurus <laughs> this is terrible okay movie about your life who would play you I feel like any name I say here, everybody's going to be like, oh, this guy. Yeah. Oh, you think George Clooney's going to play? <laughs> um, no, I'd probably say like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I don't think he looks like me at all. I just really like him. I think he's good. Yeah. He'd, pr he's he'd portray your life pretty well. That's perfect. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably. perfect. All right. Last question I have is just if you have any advice you want to give. No, I read that wrong. My apologies. I'm trying to start a new trend at the end of every interview I do. So okay. the question is, what, if you could give any advice to Keen five years ago, what would it be? Okay, so why I would have been like a junior? In high school, yep. Can I do like two things? Yeah. I okay. do five things if you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd say one of the first things, and this like brings me back to like, or bring brings me back to the thing you said about like people like, I don't know, like kind of giving you crap about like the vegan thing is like, I don't know, for so long I had a mentality of like, it's kind of lame to be like super passionate about something. And like in a way that was kind of like my mentality towards running. Like I'm like, oh, these people are like so like weird. It's like a weird like cult. Like it's not a cult, but it's a weird thing where they like have a weird affliction for running. And it's like, I mean, if, if that makes somebody happy, like why, why are you like trying to tear them down about that? And it's like, if you're passionate about something, like I think being passionate about something is like the coolest, one of the coolest human emotions. Yeah. Like having something that you love that makes you happy. And the fact that it's like subjective too, like there are different people that love different things. I think that's, that's really powerful. And it's very easy to get into this, like, like nihilist, like, I don't know, mentality, like, like me mentality almost where it's like, we shouldn't be passionate about anything. And like that, a lot, that's a huge thing that played a role in, like why I wanted to switch from engineering to, to law is like, I'm like, can I come here every day for the rest of my life and put in work here and spend 40 hours a week doing this when I don't feel like passionate about like the product that I'm making? Yeah. So like I could sit down, I could do like math calculations. I could do science calculations. I, I'm good at it too. Like I, I do well at the job. Like they, they like me there, but it's like, that's not going to make me, make me happy. It's like a conscious consumer thing. It's like, you want the product of like your work to be something that you're passionate about. And for me, that's like affecting change in some way. And that's like why I want to go into the law side of things. Cause I feel like I can, sh there are things that I want to shift about society and about the perception that, you know, the norm that people have views of certain people in a certain way or certain aspects of life in a certain way. And so I'd say like, don't shy away from being passionate about something. And if people try to gaslight you into being like, Oh, that's stupid. Like, it's dumb to care about that, but you should just care about money and, you know, women, if you're a guy or whatever, like, I think 
that's just not the mentality yeah. you should have. Plus, most of the time, those people probably aren't happy. About exactly. What doing, yeah, you know? and they they see they see the happiness in somebody, and they try to, I don't know, attack that or or suck that out. Um, the second piece of advice would be, I think, to five years ago, Keen, it's like you're gonna make a lot of mistakes and you're gonna question a lot of the things that you do in the future. But I wouldn't take back like anything that I ever learned. Like there, there's so many things that changed me up to this point and so many things I can go back and I can remember and I act differently now than I would have back then because that happened to me or I act differently because it didn't happen to me. Yeah. And I think every day, like we're being built into a new person and we're constantly being changed and we're constantly, you know, our perception is changing. So our choices change. And I think that's really cool. And I don't think I wouldn't take that away in any way. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Uh, you know, you're kind of a famous person now since you're on the JGN show. So if you want to just plug your social media yeah. so that people can follow you wherever you're at. Absolutely. Well, it was great um, being on here. I really appreciate you guys letting me talk. This is the first podcast that I've ever been on. Um, hopefully, maybe I can come back someday. We'll see what the fans think. Uh, <laughs> what I guess. The fans think. Yeah. The JJN fans, of course. Um, I'm not going to plug my Twitter because my Twitter. <laughs> Just don't want to do that. Um, but I'll plug my Facebook, Keen Nolan. <laughs> yep. And uh, my my uh, Instagram is Keen Nolan, all, all one word. And follow me on Strava too if you run. Oh, yeah. That's that's another thing. We recently yeah. got into Strava. Yeah. Follow it. Yeah. Trying Strava. To, trying to build that up. Like, yeah. On the real thought. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Thanks again, Keen. Yeah, thank you.